0: Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Fraggle Rock podcast brought to you by (laughs) ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch A Muppet Family Christmas, two minutes at a time, and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand.
1: I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm a silly creature named Joe Hennis. (laughs) Nice. Thanks thanks for joining us from outer space.
0: Right. And Joe is joining us from outer space to talk about minutes 33 and 34 of A Muppet Family Christmas. In these minutes, frogs and freggles alike sing Pass It On. So we 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 start the same way we ended last time with Wembley saying, I'll say for the third time.
1: <laughs> His most emphatic I'll say.
0: Yeah, he's he's just like, that's just he's all about it in this one. Yeah. Then Boober says, don't touch them. Frogs are probably noted germ carriers. Which is, like you talked last week, yesterday, Ryan, you talked about Jerry Jewell getting to write the freggles one more time. Yeah. Like there, there it is. Like there's Boober. It's perfect.
1: And also that's great. Cause in one line, yeah, exactly. In one line, you know who Boober is. If you haven't seen Fraggle rock before.
0: Right. Which I hadn't. And I, I also assumed that was his catchphrase.
2: What if Boober <laughs> said they're noted germ carriers. Uh, you'll get warts. Oh yeah.
0: Kermit would have said, actually that's a
2: myth. Uh, and then see that. That's how you get Carol Kane in, in your, in your special for free. She just shows up <laughs> when you do that. Missed opportunity. That would
0: have been great. Myth Mi- mythed, yeah, opportunity. Kane, <laughs> mythed oh. opportunity. Although although I do like the idea that the that the Frego Rock equivalent of Carol Kane is the trash heap. Showing up to say yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like
0: sure. that. That would be great. Love that trash heap.
2: Um but you're you're talking about Jerry Jewell being a genius. And he is. But the uh, the thing that I really, really love about this specific scene where like kind of starting with the previous two minutes from last week's episode or yesterday's episode, rather, where each of the fraggles kind of gets like their like a little moment here to kind of explain who they are, like what their personality is in the briefest of moment before we kind of jump into the song. To me, it's like hearing them bounce off of each other. And to hear that the the way that Fraggles speak to each other has a very specific pattern, and we've already seen like the Muppet Show characters have their own pattern, the Sesame Street characters have their own pattern, and it, this isn't just getting a whole bunch of our favorite characters into one special. It's really merging these three franchises that all have very specific voices. I think like Muppets and Sesame have crossed over a couple of times, and you know like most of the performers are exactly the same, so like it's kind of easier in a lot of ways to mix those two together, but adding Fraggle Rock into the mix really, I think highlights that idea of, of them having very specific voices from a writer's perspective.
1: Hm. Yeah. Yeah. Think and thinking right. about Jerry Jewell being able to write so well for these different types of characters makes me think like, uh, of course I'm so happy that he did almost all of his career was spent working on Jim Henson projects, but it would have been cool if Jerry Jewell had written like an episode of Cheers or something just to see what he could do mm. with, with a different kind of uh, format.
0: Sure. As long as we're talking about it, he did write a delightful children's book called The Big Orange Thing that is not, not Henson related and is a delight. This is from the late 60s. Wow. Yeah, I have
2: not read that. From the late 60s? So wow. look that up. I want
0: it. 70s maybe? It's got to find it now. Yeah. Joe, I got it through Interlibrary Loan one time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm and gonna find it. You could always do that. I could
1: go to your local library and read all about it.
0: Correct. Yes. So one a little touch that I love is while Boober says frogs are not probably noted germ carriers, Robin shakes his head like he's, <laughs> like he's annoyed. <laughs> well, it
2: I don't is a I mean, would you like it yeah, if yeah. someone said, "Oh, that that Anthony, he's a noted germ carrier"? he like, would be oh, like, "Man, don't, don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to know about that." Don't, don't spread the, that
0: rumor. That's not cool. Yeah. Right. Right. But so. While Robin is shaking his head, Kermit says, Actually, we came down here to wish you all a Merry Christmas. The Fraggles don't know what that is. and Moki... But what I love this is talk about all the characters getting to show their personality. Moki giggles and says, Oh, that's nice. She's just, like, so delighted.
1: Before that, Robin says, Oh, you don't have Christmas? Like, he's really making some assumptions here. He has no idea. You know, what if the Fraggles are... A different religion than he uh, he is. What if they just don't celebrate Christmas? That's
2: exactly how I always read that that line because, like, I didn't grow up with Christmas. Like, I grew up with Hanukkah, and mm-hmm. the assumption of people like saying "Merry Christmas" and then being kind of like like surprised of like, "Oh, you don't? Everyone does. Right. Why are you the out?" Exactly. It's
1: it's just making so many assumptions. Yeah,
0: right. But then uh, Robin tells them what it is. That's when you gather together with the people you love and wish each other peace on earth. Red then says, "Oh, we have a time like that." Moki says they're celebrating it right now. So, speaking of Fraggle Rock continuity, as we were earlier, do we think this is the Festival of the Bells, or is it some other mysterious Christmas-related holiday? Christmas esque yeah, holiday. It,
2: it's got to be because they make it clear in the Festival of the Bells that it's happening at the same time as Doc's Christmas, right? And so, like, we yeah. know this is it's the winter solstice. You know, for like this part of the world. It's when it gets cold. Yeah, exactly.
1: And the Fraggles here are all wearing their adorable winter wear, just like the other Muppets are.
0: Yes. And as they do in that episode, also in Bells of Fraggle Rock, they also wear their adorable winter gear in that. And they get frozen for a while and they all look adorable even while frozen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: more existential dread as Gobo discovers (laughs) that all of his friends are frozen solid (laughs) possibly forever because he didn't believe in the holiday tradition.
0: What a great show. Uh, But speaking of
1: which, so yeah, Robin does say that it's a time when you get together and wish each other peace on earth, which is accurate. But that, you know, of course, that's the secular version of Christmas. He leaves out the part where there was a guy named Jesus and he was born and he was a baby and that's why it's called Christmas, but it.
0: But they covered that on Elmo's World later. (laughs) They
1: They will cover it on Elmo's World. And and they covered it
2: in the John Denver uh, Christmas Together. Yes, exactly. So
1: it it,
0: it makes me think
1: of uh, when our friends uh, Danny Horn and Kynan Barker wrote a My Week with the John Denver and the Muppets Christmas Special series of articles. And I think it was Danny who talked about. In that special, how there's this balance happening between John Denver, who wants to present the the Christian version of Christmas, and Jim Henson, who wants to present like the, the hippie, just spiritual version of Christmas. So right, uh, yeah. I guess that's more what we're getting here with, with Robin's explanation to the Fraggles.
2: Well, and again, speaking as someone who did not celebrate Christmas for most of my life and then now I love Christmas because I love the Christmas season and to me Christmas has nothing to do with this guy who lived 2000 years ago this is it's all about uh, as Robin said getting together with people that you love getting and wishing together. each other peace on earth like that's yeah. that is Christmas to me sure. and and I really it's just and a I nice time of year yeah and like I totally agree with Robin like when Robin's like you don't have Christmas and you kind of do that like what and then he gives his explanation you're like oh no we have we do have that and and it's great
0: yeah right right and so then they talk about another tradition giving presents because Moki is giving Boober this nice yellow pebble but gang that's an orange pebble right it's not just me (laughs) um well it's it's
2: probably yellow but but again like as we said yesterday like everything in Fraggle Rock is kind of under these blue and purple lights so it does kind of darken the color
1: scene maybe the like this version of the special that we're watching. Maybe it looks a little more orange.
0: I don't know. Right.
1: Maybe Moki is colorblind.
2: Maybe they got to turn off that black light, right? Yeah. The hippies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we learn that they've been passing this rock around for years. Like just this, that friggle Pebble has been a gift 37 times. 37? 37 times. Yes, and of course it'll be 39 by the end of this special. Spoiler, but.
2: But like isn't this more like it's so accurate to how I sometimes see gift-giving during the holidays where it's like okay, if you have to buy gifts for 10 people and you spend $10 on each one, but each of those 10 people are going to get you a $10 gift. Aren't you basically just like trading the same ten dollar bill over and over and over again with yeah all these sometimes
1: you wish you could just like okay well let's we'll just agree that we don't get each other anything and we both save the money right <laughs> so yeah, we don't right, end up yeah, with yeah. something that we don't really need
2: it's something actually i talked to um our our good friend julia who writes uh for tough pigs about uh where um uh she you know she is many of you know is a poet and these poets uh she and her friends they all publish these like small zines of poetry and they feel obligated to buy their friend's Zines, uh, so that they will buy their zine when they're when they're ready to publish one. So again, it's just trading that same ten dollar bill over and over and over again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but with the Fraggles, it it seems like there's no social pressure here. Like they they've mastered the art of guilt free regifting. Like they all know, because when you re when you get receive something and then you regift it to somebody else, you don't want them to know that you're regifting it. You want them to think that you got it, especially for them. But the Fraggles don't care. They're just like, oh yeah, I gave you that pebble three years ago. Thanks for giving it back to me.
2: Well, you say you say that they've mastered this art, but that's only because they had to go through the ordeal of the episode, the Fraggle Rock episode, the perfect brew, brew rollie. Where they, I can't. Which one of the characters refused to give up the the pebble?
1: I think it's Boober. Is it yeah. Boober?
2: You know, so it's like, yeah, they they know what you're supposed to do, but like, yeah, they're still kind of figuring. They're working out the kinks, <laughs> right? You know,
0: that's true. Right. Speaking of that episode, they launch into a song from it right now. They uh, they sing "Pass It On" here, which, like most f- songs on Fraggle Rock, melody by Philip Balsham, lyrics by Dennis Lee, and also like most fraggle rock songs is great it rules it
1: is super catchy
0: it's the
2: best it's the best christmas classic
0: <laughs> well it's um did you guys have the vhs releases from the 90s
1: of uh, what fraggle rock i don't fraggle think i have this one, one. no
0: because no. the the one it's like a festive fraggle holiday or whatever it is is bells of fraggle rock the actual Christmassy episode and then it's this one it's perfect blue Roly because this song is in a christmas special
1: <laughs> i should have done more research is, but d- does that one take place at, at someone's birthday or why is he why does he feel like he's supposed to give it as a gift
0: um well Wembley gave it to him and then it's like you gotta pass it on it's share you, gifts are supposed to be shared yeah
1: yeah alright so they had not yet firmly established the tradition of regifting
0: right and they've been they've been passing them around ever since very um,
1: interesting but this is like fraggle anthropology here
2: <laughs> um but here, here's the other thing that I really love about the fact that the fraggle segment is uh, focused a little bit on this pebble passing is that when we met the Sesame street characters earlier in the special, there's a little bit of a focus on like, Oh, we're like, we're the ones who do educational stuff, you know, with Bert and Ernie talking about bunk beds and all that stuff. Count counting the, the sad (laughs) frogs, whatever. But here, like we meet the fraggles and they're already teaching like a mini lesson on interconnectivity, which is what fraggle rock is all about. Like this is the thing that brings us all together. And like, of course we're just talking about the fraggles here, but like, like amongst the fraggles we all share this pebble during our holiday we pass that pebble around you know yeah
0: Yeah, oh and then they i mean spoiler they give it to robin after the song is over so like it's not even just among the fraggles
2: that's right yeah that's a good point now they're connected to the frogs the pact is sealed
0: yeah
1: it's yeah that's what fraggle rock is all about everybody is connected even outside their own immediate culture
0: right well, and one of the things I was going to say about this song is that this is the first of, I think, three times in the special where a new song, a song from a Muppet production, is treated with the same reverence as any classic Christmas carol. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to see a couple more later on in the in the carol sing, but here, too, it's just like, so far, everything's been, you know, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bell Rock, and...
2: Yeah, Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting yeah. on an open fire. Yeah.
0: yeah, and now it's just like... Pass it on. Here's another classic. Here's yeah,
1: another very hit. good song.
0: I
2: yeah. love it. It yeah. deserves to be up there with, with Jingle Bell Rock.
0: Yeah, for sure. Love Definitely Jingle Bell Jingle Rock. Bell Rock. Yeah. But no, one of the things that I love too is that, speaking of just the spirit of Freggle Rock, the song starts with Gobo and Wembley duetting, which is how the closing theme song starts on Freggle yeah. Rock. You know what I mean? They're just trading off riffs, just like they do in the closing theme, and they're just having fun. I love yeah,
1: it. I, I love Wembley's little, like, Inserting the like la 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 like that that's
0: yeah he's like he's like off the beat doing the la yeah. thing from la, Bobo la. yeah it's great um and 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 he's also bouncing around like a maniac yeah my little and buddy then, Wembley of course eventually
1: guy. he does his uh uh after between the passadons
0: yeah so I I guess we've t- we've talked about Steve Whitmire on this podcast before he's in Muppet movies I think Wembley's his greatest role ever I think Steve Whitmire as Wembley is like top five Muppet performances. Of all time, I think he's 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 the greatest.
1: We've talked about how great he is as Sprocket, but I guess Wembley. There's a little bit more to Wembley's character, so yeah, that's he's probably a right. Who
0: could so easily have been obnoxious, you know? Because like all, his his whole yeah. shtick is that he can never decide what to do and that he like is wishy washy. Yeah, and somehow that becomes the most endearing element of the entire series for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like that it 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 sh- it's a miracle that that's what happened.
2: I've often talked about how, like, of all the puppeteers we've ever seen, uh, you know, in in Muppet Productions especially, you know, it's like they're all amazingly talented, but there's a few of them that really stand out as being, like, these world-class puppet manipulators that can bring these characters to life. Like no one else can. And I always put Steve Whitmire on that list. I think he's just brilliant at taking a piece of cloth and bringing it to life. And I don't know if I necessarily would have noticed that Steve is one of those puppeteers who's like above and beyond the rest, if it weren't for Wembley, because
0: right. Sure. Wembley
2: is like between the way the puppet moves, the, like the, the energy that he has, the way that he speaks and sings, the way that the puppet is built, you know, he's got that mouth that doesn't really have a crease in the back. So it gives him a lot, like a different kind of movement the way his eyes move around in circles um, yeah it, it's just like i, I don't I wouldn't and know what to do with that if you handed it to me, but Steve somehow made <laughs> it into this thing that like like it's real it's a real that's a real creature he that he
1: created and he does that thing where Wembley's nose like bends yeah. up like the the whole top half of his head can he can sort of contort and bend in half
0: and he kind of did that with Kermit too later. Like you'd see, yeah, you'd see yeah, a similar, very similar move,
1: of, yeah, yeah.
0: Speaking of which, you know, I was just—I wrote that that Mo Frackle article, and I was watching those Family Feud eps, and Kermit keeps covering his eyes because he's embarrassed, like Wembley, <laughs> when on Family Feud. But like, that's what I mean—is like, there's so much, like, there's so many little ticks like that to Wembley, yeah. and it all feels natural, and yeah. not not to disregard Karen Prell or Kathy Mullen or Dave Goals or Jerry Nelson, who are all. Red Wonderful. is doing some roles, really good you know?
1: dance moves here. I do appreciate what Karen Pell is doing with Red in this scene, too.
0: Right. Well, and and then when we get into the verse of the song, it's Red and then Moki, which is nice because Karen and Kathy don't really have much to do in this. Otherwise, You know, yeah. they don't have other characters. So it, it, it's nice that they get a little spotlight. in this Karen song.
2: gets another character later on. We'll see.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready,
1: everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure why you're saying it that way.
2: Because it's exciting. It's an exciting character. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't enjoyed. mean for it to sound like like I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a sexy, fun time. I don't mean that. I Just mean like, oh yeah, it's a new Muppet. It's a Muppet you've never
0: seen before. That's true. That is that exciting, is, and yeah. that
1: that is a great tease. Now people have to keep listening to every episode.
0: We'll see who it is at the end. But um, anyways, before we don't quite get to the end of the song here, but Kermit and Robin join in before it ends. But before Kermit and Robin join in, a bunch more freggles come around the corner.
1: So great! It just they they hear the music and they're like, Oh, a song is happening. We have to a join song. in.
0: Large Marvin is leading the charge? Large
1: Marvin. Um, yeah, but here the, so the thing about Large Marvin, like we love to see another familiar
2: character, another named character. It's not like, you know, Marlon yeah. Fraggle is there too, whatever. Like if Large Marvin but comes right in. Great if
0: Marlin was there, Feeney was there. And, yeah, I would you know, love it. They're not. But
2: uh yeah. so Large Marvin comes in. He is leading this army of Fraggles towards the <laughs> this song. And um I never really noticed until we watched these minutes how long the camera really lingers on Large Marvin. It isn't just like, oh, look, it's a whole bunch of fraggles. It's like, here comes Large Marvin. And there's other fraggles (laughs) in the background. But Large (laughs) Marvin is going to
1: join. Get ready. He's the star. Yeah. He is. Large Marvin. It's what you've been waiting for. People are like,
2: oh, thank God Large Marvin is showing up in my favorite (laughs) Papa Christmas special.
0: why did it
1: take 34 minutes for this to happen
2: yeah and then like enough time to like allow the audience to applaud and for the applause to die down
0: (laughs) yeah they just yeah they knew what they were doing they love the guy and i and so do i you know you love to see him that large marvin (laughs) i do love to see him i love to see that's kind of like the i mean we'll get to talk a little bit more about fraggles next next day tomorrow we'll get to talk a little bit more about Fragos tomorrow but joe this is your last one with us i'm so sad a couple of questions before we go uh you know we like to ask all our guests what do you what's your history with this one do you remember the first time you saw it did you grow up watching it
2: yeah you know i, I knew you were gonna ask me that question and i've been trying to think of when i was introduced to this movie i have no memory at, at all i don't know if if my parents showed it to me when I was young, I don't know if I'm pretty sure that I saw it before it it started showing up in um you know because it was a part of that Muppet Time thing on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yep. I Muppet Matinee. Yeah,
2: I, oh yeah. I feel like I had seen it before that, but I really couldn't tell you. This was not one that we owned, so I didn't really see it in full as like a person old enough to like remember all this stuff until. I don't know, maybe high school or college. So yeah, it's really it's really hard to remember. I'm so sorry. I don't have a more interesting answer. I will say that's fine. I mean, it's obviously it's the best one of the best things that the Muppets ever made, and it's a hundred percent in our rotation every Christmas for for years and years. We got our hands on an unedited version of it. I don't know, 15 years ago maybe, and it was always really special for us to be able to watch. Like, you know. Like the cut songs that aren't on the VHS version or, you know, the, the, right. the two seconds of Fozzie hanging the stocking and, you know, that those those little bits that like, you know, felt it felt like an extra special little uh, Christmas gift to not just watch this amazing Muppet special, but to be able to see these little these little bits that. You know, maybe it's maybe it's just for us for now, and and now of course it's out there in the public. Um, it's you on know.
0: YouTube. And yeah, uh,
2: exactly. Everyone can see it, which they should be able to see it. Um, you know, I don't I don't mean to hoard this stuff, but it did always feel a little, little bit of Christmas magic specialness.
0: Oh sure, yeah, yeah. well that's great. Well, I think that is the perfect note to end on, Joe. It's been wonderful ha- having you with us for the last five episodes. Ryan and I will be back tomorrow with a new guest,
1: different guest, yeah
0: different guest our our final guest actually we're just we're, cru- we're cruising right through these I guess that's what happens when you put them out every day <laughs> yeah but that's all for now we'll see you tomorrow goodbye
1: pass it on and eh, eh.
0: back to moving right along Uh, taking that again (laughs) hello everyone